before we get started here, I just wanted to let you know I've been working on a book for many years and was never able to get it absolutely perfect. Um, but I have decided that in these times, I should just go ahead and release the book to you and let you decide. So hop on over to Amazon.com and search for Waking Up in the Dream World, Robert Jackson, and there you will find my book. On with the podcast. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well, that you're safe, that you're healthy. Well, to start this off, I know we're in unprecedented times. I certainly have never experienced anything the like of this, which we are moving through right now. And it is, at some times, I'm sure for you too, beyond belief. And we may be going through different stages in this pandemic. And the different stages that I think maybe a lot of us are experiencing, we have in common. And though this is what we would call the tragic event, one thing that I think it has done on a more spiritual level is that we all basically have something in common. Now, I'm not trying to minimize what is happening right now. What I'm saying is, is that now we definitely, without a doubt, are all sharing the same experience. And since each one of us is very different in the way that we perceive things at this point in time, all of us are going to be at different levels of how we're working through this, how we're processing it, how we're feeling it, what emotions are going to be arising. Just to name a few, I know that there's shock. I know there may be frustration, fear, anger, resentment, confusion. I could go on and on. And I think this is a really good time for us to see that we're not in this alone. And the challenges that we're facing right now are extremely difficult. For one, we can't really even communicate with one another face-to-face -face unless you are quarantined with family members or, as in the case of my wife, you're still working. She happens to be in a business that is deemed essential by the governor of Arizona. So she's at work right now. She's going to work, still working pretty much full-time at her job. 
So there is, at this time right now, for most of the people that I have spoken to, and I've reached out to some of you via the page for A Quiet Mind, the Facebook page, and asked you what it was that you wanted me to talk about. And the thing that came up again and again, as I asked you listeners, was fear. There's no doubt that as we go through this process of ranging emotions and feelings, that at one point or another, we're going to get stuck, possibly, on fear. And there's no bypassing this. There's no sugarcoating this. We shouldn't try to force a positive vibe or a positive feeling. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with keeping positive in these circumstances. The thing that I want to address is to make sure that you're acknowledging that you may be feeling fearful right now. And a lot of the things that we're seeing, if you watch the news, I try not to watch the news too much, but I have been watching it here and there. Um, mostly on, you know, YouTube or things that come up in a social media feed. And the messages we're getting are varied, they're conflicting, and at this time, you know, I'm, I don't even know, what am I, 55 now? I remember when I was younger, the news was a very serious thing, and it usually was only one guy in a suit with a skinny tie sitting behind a desk holding a pile of papers and telling us the quote-unquote truth. I don't know, it all looked very believable, and the people looked you know, extremely serious and professional. There wasn't a lot of uh, flashing lights and all of the banners that run across everything now at the bottom of your screen, the top of your screen, the right of your screen. It was just this one guy, like I said, sitting at his desk in his gray suit, looking somber, and telling us the, the facts. And there were only a couple of news sources when I was younger. Of course, we had newspapers. I grew up in Southern California. We had, I don't know, four channels and a, a, you know, a public television, maybe. There were other channels, but there were only two or three news sources out there on the television that we watched. And came on, they they were somber, they were stoic, and they delivered um, the news, that which is new. And we, for the most part, we uh, we believed what they said. And I can remember they actually did instill confidence in times when uh, things were um, like they are now, where there was maybe a war. When I was a kid, there was a war or a conflict. That being said, the news that we're getting now, as I'm absorbing it here and there, like I said, you have different news sources giving you different information that really does nothing but really make us more confused at times. So who can we trust? And trust is a big issue. So not really having a place to go where we could get information that 
comforts us, that makes us feel better, that makes gives us this insurance that everything is going to be all right, what we have right now, in my opinion, is really terrifying at times. And like I said, one source comes out with this fact, another source um, denies that fact. So we're 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 not really getting any unbiased reporting or any truthful reporting on what's happening. So I think this instills a lot of confusion, which then is going to lead to fear and going through the whole progression of everything into uh, frustration and anger um, and maybe even some people feeling that they are absolutely, completely, utterly lost. So, that being said, and not minimizing the situation that we're in, what do we do to not feel so afraid? And this is the place where I feel like it's very it's very difficult to describe and this is my mission is to describe this inner security that we're looking for this inner peace the inner calm the place where when one abides everything feels okay and it's not an indwelling place to go to put your head in the sand and deny what's going on. Fully awake, eyes open, we can all see what's going on. So if we can't go to the politicians and we can't go to our local government and we can't find, uh, we can't even go to church now. If people, you know, want to go to church, that's another place where there was community and people coming together and, and that connection is now, you know, at a standstill, though there are some churches that are still going. But for the most part, that ability to be able to gather with others for strength, for comfort, for um, camaraderie, We've lost that. So at least what remains here is the ability to be able to share in this context. I have been trying to do some live feeds here, but unfortunately I have the worst internet in northern Arizona. So I can still do these podcasts. And if they're helping you and if they have meaning and they're helping to ease your suffering and make you feel better, then that's the intent. So how do we ease this suffering? The other thing that we need to acknowledge is that we, we may have gone past or already gone through our own fears and concerns, and now we're looking out at others and seeing the suffering. It's undeniable that people are dying of this. People of all age groups, not just one. And here in our country now, the United States, we have the highest numbers of any country in the world. And I know, depending upon how you juggle that, that may seem inflated. But I'm just going by what I've seen reported. So here now, we are really dealing with this on a person-to-person basis. I happen to have an acquaintance that lives here in Arizona, and three of the people in his building 
have passed away due to this COVID-19. So it is at his doorstep. I think about him every day. I think, how is he dealing with this? What's he feeling? I'm sure that he's suffering. I'm sure that he wishes that he could have his group of friends or family around him for support. So what do we do in this state? We're all alone. Not only are we concerned, fearful, frustrated, and angry about our own personal situation, looking out on the, the broader scale all over the world, all over the country, in our state, in our community, there are people that are suffering from this, and there are people that are dying from this. So what do we do with that? That's the question. If we focus in on fear and what that is, we know that fear arises in many different circumstances. But to define this specifically, the fear that we may be feeling can be mixed. We could fear that we may personally get sick. We could fear that our family member could get sick. We could have fear that they can't contain this. So we can have these individual fears of, I don't want to go outside now. I don't want to go to the supermarket. I don't want to expose myself to this. I don't want my family members to go out and expose themselves to this. So that's one type of fear. That fear based upon the what if. What if I get sick? What if they get sick? That's one fear. The other fear that we could have is that we're being lied to. We can't trust anyone. So this is really shaking the foundation of everyone on this planet right now who is informed and can see what's happening. So there could be tremendous fear. And if we continue to watch the news, they build upon that, of course, as you know, because even though we think they're here as a source of information, they're also a business that needs to be run. We know that. And they need to make profits. So, you know, if you hear the headline, Chihuahua attacks baby compared to Pitbull attacks baby, you know, which one would probably get the most viewers? And we're in a state of terror right now, you could say. This fear of the unknown. This visceral terrifying place. So, where can we find that space where we can feel okay? If we're not getting that from uh, outside sources, and these outside sources can be, as I said, government, administration, local, state, federal, here in the United States, if we're not getting security, the feeling of security and safety and wellness from them, that's one thing. If we're not getting the security of how am I going to earn a living now, I can't go back to work because where I was working is now closed. It's not an essential business. So there's that fear of running out of money. People have been hoarding things, toilet paper, paper towels, canned goods, rice, beans. 
They're preparing. Um, it's a way to be able to control the situation because right now what we're feeling and what can be part of the catalyst of the fear is that we don't have any control at all. We, this is an invisible thing that can just, we would never even see it coming. That's scary. And those things that we had lined up for ourselves, our savings account, our banking, our, uh, our jobs, that regular money coming in, um, all of that now for some of us is gone. We don't have that anymore. So this instills, ignite, bubbles up more fear. What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family? What am I going to do about this? So like I said before, we're not going to ignore this. We're not going to deny it. We're not going to bypass it. We're not going to create good vibes. Um, we're not going to do any of that. We're going to be honest with ourselves right now where we're at with this and acknowledging that we are feeling fear. There's nothing wrong with this. Of course, it's connected to self-preservation, but it also can be all about our family, our loved ones, our partner. We can have fear that involves the what if with those people in our life. What's going to happen to my future? Am I going to be able to keep um, my house? I know people here have been getting eviction notice. Yes, I know that we're supposed to have protections against that, but it's still too true. People are still getting these notices that they're they're being evicted. So now, literally, what we're being left with here, and we're still in what I would call the very early stages of this. Like I said, the big stuff hasn't even happened yet. We're lucky. Uh, we, ha we have what we need right now as far as food and transportation. We, we have that. But what would it be like if there was no more food? Now, I don't want to create or instill more terror. But what I'm saying is I'm trying to acknowledge that below, we may not have been getting in touch with this for ourselves, that we may be feeling these fears it may be down in our subconscious or down in our gut, this you know, visceral, almost animalistic fight or flight reflection of the lizard brain, you know. And we have seen, you know, here and there, people are getting a little violent at times. And we may even be worried about that. What happens what happens when we run completely out of toilet paper? or food, or gas. I mean, we have people that are also very ill right now, that already had problems before this came along. How are they being taken care of with our, you know, the, the system we have for taking care of people that have pre-existing conditions that are life-threatening? So there's a lot to be fearful of. There's a lot to be igniting this very primitive reaction within us. So 
we need to acknowledge that. We need to communicate to one another. We need to be saying about, you know, how we're feeling about this. We need to acknowledge the fear. We need to go into it. And like I said, the preemptive here is always this, because I've worked with all kinds of people over the years. If that's too much for you to do on your own, always reach out for help. Please don't try to do something this difficult on your own if you feel you can't just sit down and go into your fear and acknowledge it. We'll let it come up. So let's run through a few little tools that I have been recommending here on the podcast for a while. When you get up in the morning, try not to look at your phone. Try not to look at the TV. Try not to pick up any device or look at the social media first thing in the morning. Um, I have a thing that I do that uh, Julia Cameron, who wrote the book The Artist's Way, calls the morning pages. You can call it journaling. And I encourage you to look it up in her book. Or just take this simple instruction. Instead of looking at your devices, instead of looking at all the, the news, instead of uh, getting bombarded by more fear and uh, more disinformation, and you know, you're what we're really looking for is somebody to say it's going to be okay, and we believe them, and we're not getting that. That's my point. So who's going to say it's okay? Anyway, I'm dig- I digress here. So get up in the morning, get three pieces of paper and a pencil, sit down somewhere and just write, just write it out. And these pages are for you only. They're not to share with anybody else. You just write these three pages out, get all this stuff out of your system. You could throw it away, you could shred it, you could burn it, you can do whatever you like with it, but get all of that out of your system by doing some Morning pages, some journaling, it is uh, good medicine. It is uh, a really cathartic practice. Um, If you can get out, and I know this is really tough right now, but one thing I've been blessed with is I can go out the backyard and I'm in the National Forest. I don't do it every day, but I try to do it often. Try to get out if you can and go somewhere for a walk. As always, make sure you're practicing your social distancing. Um, If where you're at, you can't go for a walk, there are some interesting things out there on the YouTubes where you can actually watch a virtual hike. Put on some headphones and just give yourself five or ten minutes of the greenery, of the beauty, of the sound of the birds of the wind, and give yourself a bit of a break from the media, the news, and the social media as well. If you are a meditator, keep practicing. If you're not a meditator, keep practicing. The simple meditation that we can all do is to just sit comfortably somewhere, keeping the spine erect, keeping your chin tucked in, eyes open if you can, 
but you you want to keep that soft focus and just watch your breath and that what i mean by that is just tune in focus on watching your breath come in and out of your body this is one way to do it feeling it at the or feeling it at the tip of your nose and your upper lip the breath coming in and out of your body the other thing you can do is you can sit quietly like that and do absolutely nothing but just acknowledge everything that arises not attaching to any thoughts or feelings or emotions but to just allow everything to come up and move along radical acceptance of what is so i know that might be extremely challenging right now but i want to encourage you to do it and if they ever do anything with our internet here i would be there for you via skype if you just need somebody to listen or to help you with your practice acknowledge these fears write them down don't bypass them feel what you have to feel acknowledge that and the encouragement here and the thing that i can share with you is i can say this everything that we're looking for outside of ourselves there's the things that we pursue the the all the desires we have all the wants and the needs all the truth that we're seeking all of this we may picture it in someone else but the truth is it's within all of us and the thing i'm pointing to i experienced during a session and i've talked about it before the long meditation practice when i couldn't sit anymore because of the pain in my body i noticed that there was someone who could sit forever and what i did in that moment was i brought my all my attention away from the pain that was in my body and i focused on this aspect of consciousness whatever you want to call it you can call it true nature you can call it buddha nature you can call it emptiness you can call it the void you can call it whatever you want but i brought my attention there and noticing this part of myself this part of my consciousness who was new to me that i had never noticed before in my life was absolutely completely aware but at the same time absolutely completely unconditionally just witnessing just witnessing everything there was just a little tinge of bliss and light there and this is that thing that this podcast is all about it's all about pointing you to this don't give up i don't want you to give up i am not special sunflower this isn't something i have that you don't have that you need to get but this is the shining moment for this call it whatever you want self self-awareness self-realization can show whatever you want to call it that glimpse of this part of you that right now in the midst of all of this craziness that's going on all of this pain all of the suffering all of the fear all of the frustration 
everything, all the seeking, all the striving, everything comes to a stop just like that. And here, within you, is this silent witness, this experiencer that's experiencing all things with, with non-attachment, but absolute pure awareness. It can come to us at any time, in any moment. I call it the one who can sit forever. My only wish for you is that you can experience this for yourself. This undeniable force that is within you, that is stillness, that is calm, that is peaceful, wants nothing, desires nothing, has no opinions, is absolutely voiceless. There it is. This is the very core. This is the ground of being. This is what you're looking for. This is what we're all seeking. How do you arrive at that? Well, you do the work, whatever it is you need to do. You can meditate, you can not meditate. But meditation can't hurt. That's what I say. If you're in earnest, and this is a time right now where everything is seemingly in disarray, and in the reaching out that we're doing to try to find that ground of being, that stable foundation, right? Everything that at, at one time, just, just a few short months ago, was there that was creating this illusion of stability that we needed. You know, it was there, but it was, it was uh, impermanent. And we're really getting a, a wake-up call right now. And this isn't to minimize the fact that there is ap there's total pain and suffering. This, but this is going in to find that place within that, that you can come home to. And what does this do for the rest of the world? Well, if you're home and you're there and you're coming from that place because you, you know it for yourself, You've had that, you know, direct experience of finding this beautiful, stable ground within. This can then put you in a place where you really are of use in helping other people to end their suffering and their misery. So I say, though it may be extremely difficult right now, embrace those fears, embrace the things that you're feeling. Take that break from the media. Write about it, express it on paper, burn it, throw it away, shred it after you've done it. Sit quietly if you can. Breathe in and out. Remember you're not alone. Like I said, this is a significant time 
because right now we are all experiencing the same thing. So I'm here for you. I'm thinking of you. If you would like to communicate anything about this, please visit the Facebook page or you can write to me, robert at aquietmind.com. Everyone, please be well, be happy, be safe. Awaken to your true nature. Be healthy. Thank you.